Arg, grog. Hey everyone, it's the Sideshow Podcast with me, Peter Fickling, Kerry Warbis and Matthew Weir. Uh, so for those of you who never reach the end of the podcast, we normally do a bit of housekeeping and uh, chatting about the various things we've got coming up. But this week, we're going to put it at the beginning because we've got some very exciting news. So Kerry, take it away. Yeah, we've been in contact over months and months with the lovely Madeline Leslie, who plays Chelsea. And a long time ago, she said, I'd love to come on your podcast. And we were setting it all up. And then all of a sudden, she had to put the brakes on it and didn't really tell us why. But it was she we knew it was a restriction from the um, team at the Archers. And then obviously the big storyline happened and we were like, ah, that's why she wasn't allowed to go anywhere. And now that that's kind of settled down, she's coming on the Cider Shed and will be a guest on our 16th of December podcast. I'm incredibly biased, but I don't think there's a character I could be more excited about coming on the show. So, you know, from this last year, she's Mm -hmm. been the centre of everything. She's been one of the most likeable characters and obviously as well, just unbelievably well acted. So I'm very excited yeah. about talking to her. And Matthew, I think, is also frothing. I'm not sure I'm frothing. Effervesce, sorry, Eff- let's try effervescing then. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking the same as Kerry was saying. They suddenly had to keep her under wraps, didn't they, I think? Because mm. uh, otherwise every other question was going to be who's the, who's the baby's father, etc. I think it'd be good fun to get her on and hear her side of the story and the behind the scenes stuff. And just really... What, what who Chelsea was when we invited her on the show and how much has mm. changed. I mean, she just, she affects everyone in the show almost, doesn't she? Yeah. Isn't it mad to think that she arrived, I think it was 2021, and is already such a major force of energy? Driving lesson, running Blake over, wasn't it? Yes. If she had come what, during the um, the baby, the, the, the dad's identity crisis, um, it would have been like the famous Paxman, Michael Howard interview, just us going... But Madeline, who is the father? No, I hate to be rude, but who is the father? For 40 minutes solid. Yeah, you haven't answered the question. <laughs> yeah, you seem very nice. It's great to have you here. But um, yeah, because I was, yeah, I was really taken with that plot. Whereas now it's just going to be 40 minutes of me asking her if she has an air fryer. Oh, <laughs> I don't have one. And so more housekeeping. Uh Last year, um, long-term listeners and people with incredibly good memories might remember that we took a week off for Christmas. Now, it's complicated this year because we are um, we have patrons on Patreon. Um, if you want to be a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash The Cider Shed. And so we are going to be recording a special for um, patrons next week. Uh, we will just waffle on a bit. We're going to talk about the stuff that we don't normally talk about. Uh, um, Matthew's love of Chelsea, why he shouldn't love Chelsea. The football team. <laughs> That's a very good point. Let's be more, be more precise. You're really yet. throwing me under the bus. <laughs> well, how am I throwing you under the bus? Um, so anyway, we're going to be waffling on like that for a bit next week. If you have any questions, if any patrons have any questions, then please send them in, send them in to us. DM us on Twitter. Just send us tweets. Um, any of the social medias would be great. All the details at the end, and we will try and cover it when we're chatting next week. Look forward to that. It would be so nice to get some traction and interaction with our lovely, generous patrons. We should. I mean, we you know we should even try and get one of our um, uh, occasional untidy spats 
on air, see if we can capture that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It'll be like our version of the trog tapes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, I'm, and also, it'll be extra work, so there will be no... There'll be no fucking bleeps happening. Though, you know, all of the swear words we left in. So anyway, let's do an ad and then we can talk about, you know, the archers, which is why we're here. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, so a um, bit of a change of gear. Ben, he's had a tough week. Um, I think I was a bit uncharitable last week, and I've, I've been having a bit of a think about why I'm maybe not as engaged as some other people. Mm. And I think what it might be is that they're playing it for me a little bit too straight and it feels a little bit lectury. And I I f- suspect you're both going to tell me I'm wrong again, but I'm just really struggling to find, like, I, let's put it this way, I take suicide seriously, I take depression seriously, uh, I f- have a huge amount of empathy for people who are affected by or suffering from either of those um, conditions or, uh, uh, you know, horrible um, incidents in their life. But for some reason, I'm just not, feeling it with this plot um but i know that you two are well do, when you say they're being lectury do you mean the script writers or do you mean certain characters in how they're dealing with it in the program or what 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 angle do you mean i, I feel it's a bit, there's like a single tone i don't feel like there's mm. a so for instance when tracy goes downstairs to say to um brad which well, no to uh, Chelsea blurted it out, but Brad finds out about the potential proposal. Mm. Brad then launches into a, I think that's a rubbish idea. And, you know, here are the reasons why you shouldn't get married 50% ending failure. And I feel there aren't any other voices in the Ben plot to add a bit more texture and nuance to it. I feel it's all being played quite straight. Poor Ben, everyone's running around. And maybe they're setting us up for a tragic suicide that might be true to life. But I feel like it I feel like it's lacking texture for me. It's a bit sort of saccharine and sweet. I think it's interesting how different characters are responding to what's happening. Right. So that's where the texture is for me. Sure. I think, you know, Pip was really strange about it. I think she's very sort of one dimensional and just was, you know, you'll be right as rain soon enough. That kind of tactic. Leonard is putting in a shift, isn't he, of trying to empathise, be sensitive. Yeah, I was moved by that conversation. 
So yeah. that's what worked for me when he was talking to Leonard. That really did, you know, hit me quite hard. I mean, we can talk about whether he should or shouldn't have told Pip about the confidential conversation as well. Mm. Uh, then there's the David and Ruth dynamic about how they're handling it. So I think that's where it's coming from for me. The Ben himself, is it realistic? Is it not realistic? I don't know. I'm not really sure. He seems quite chipper quite yeah. soon. The thing that really drove me mad was that Jill sent a chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> what a token. Oh, shove your chocolate cake, missus. Yeah, I like David. I, I, another week of enjoying David. I thought his distress in Sunday's episode when he was recounting the hallucinations back to Ruth, mm. I thought that was very well done. They've really had it turned on their head when they were saying a couple of weeks ago, you know, I think we're quite good at this parenting lark, don't you, Ruth? And they're just right at the other end of the spectrum, questioning yeah. how they didn't see any of this. Shame Josh isn't involved in any of this. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yes. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Leonard goes to Pip and you're like, yeah, Pip. Josh could have been quite a useful character for, I mean, obviously Josh has been a sympathetic big brother and has always been, but he could have been quite good for maybe like screwing it up, by, like being overzealous in his attempt to get things right. Or it wouldn't necessarily have to, it doesn't necessarily have to be a counterpoint, like someone mm. saying, oh, snap, you know, pull it together, Ben, or something clumsy like that, you know, but it could be someone who's just very obviously screwing up how they deal with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe that was foreshadowed with um, the very ominous Ruth was like, uh, we'll have to be with him every second of the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, God. We're here for you, Ben. Every... Oh, my God, don't say that. <laughs> well, I mean, what Ben doesn't realise, what he's got coming at the end of the week is an Airbnb bill. <laughs> <laughs> did, yeah. I did think, um, yeah, it was good to hear David calling out what we all said at the time, which was like, you know, uh, yeah, you were a little bit hurried. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were practically measuring the place up while Josh was still packing his boxes, weren't they? Yeah. Is that why Leonard's trying to get Ben better so he can have the sex room back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, that didn't really register properly with me until today that he is back at Brookfield. He's not at the stables. Um, he's not back mm. at the kind of the fun house where him and Josh were going to move into Shula's old place and have a right old laugh, and then mm. everything's just gone completely up shit creek doesn't it yeah is it uh um my imagination that david did make a kind of grumpy grunty noise when jill's name was mentioned like on tuesday or something he on sunday he did was it but he sounds like there was a hint that he was in team ruth now yeah there was the, the moment where leonard dropped off the cake he's when it's a chocolate cake and david said oh that's just what we need yeah oh right yeah then leonard said uh jill thought it would Jill thought it. <laughs> Jill's, well, Jill said Ben likes them, and he he did do a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then Ruth sort of went. Um, he's not really eating very much at the moment. By the way, I mean, Kenton's worried about the the bills at the bull. Jill seems to be cooking twenty four seven. Probably <laughs> tripled. But isn't it funny that Jill, her way of dealing with this is to throw food at it, you know, from a distance. Well, she's got previous with a flapjack, hasn't she? <laughs> yeah. I, I I still still long for her to be sort of out not outed, but for Leonard to realise what she was like. Well, I was thinking that this week. No one has told her yet. Told him yet. The people in Ben's orbit who have behaved appallingly or contributed to it. You've got Jill. Why isn't mm. Leonard being? I mean, Kenton basically said after he spoke to Ruth that he thought that Jill's behaviour was appalling. 
Mm. But I don't think he wants to upset the, doesn't want to rock the boat particularly, does he? And it's not his fight. But the other thing is, you've got David going upstairs to call Elizabeth to basically say, look, Ben's had a complete breakdown. And mm. you wonder what she then goes and says to Vince in all yeah. of this. Mm. Yeah, because they made the whole point about the fact that Ben reached suicidal point immediately after Vince was hideous to him in the in the pub in public. I thought of you, Kerry, because he was deprived of a pie. Well, I mean, that's enough to send anyone, isn't it, to Beachy Head? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there, haven't we? Well, I, I ate the whole of that big pork pie last weekend, didn't <gasps> I? Did you? Yeah. Oh, how glorious was it? Is it a ten yes. out of ten? Well, I mean, the, the the proof is in the eating. Like no one else got a slice. <laughs> Will you I get pushed, some in for Christmas? I might go and get another one next week. I pushed it all the way to the back of the fridge, and I would see it That's very nice deliberately. Charlotte, if you're listening, I'm very sorry. I I, I did. You know, she's probably she, got her own things hidden in other places, Peter. Is that? Yeah, I wonder. She might have a whole separate fridge. You never know. I, mean, she's I, bet, I bet you get Tony Chocolonely or whatever, whatever he's called for Christmas, don't you? I highly, highly, highly recommend the Ben and Jerry's limited edition Tony's ice cream. Oh, there's such a thing. Uh, it's spectacular. I know someone in Portugal who hides chocolate bars from their other half because he will just devour them in one sitting. So when I was getting the tour of their new apartment, you know, you've always got that redundant sink, uh, that fake sink under the uh, fake drawer under the sink that doesn't mm. do anything. Well, that this actually turned out to be a proper drawer. I opened it. There was a huge milk in there and she jumped across the room and slammed it shut. I'm like, no, don't. Like, he, he can't know it's there. <laughs> How funny. Yeah, because I think she thinks chocolate is just to break a square off and eat. And I think he's just like, there's dinner. <laughs> and we'll just devour it. <laughs> Have you got an advent calendar, lads? Cyrus has a Lego one. Ah. Oh. So every morning I make a tiny, tiny little Lego model. Mm. I've got one sad little string of lights up in the living room because, you know, I'm home alone now and I'll be going at the end of next week. So. Or Matthew Joe Pesci's going to turn up any minute. I never <laughs> more inventive ways of <laughs> We're just going to smash him over the head with an empty bottle of brandy. He, um, yeah. So do you think that Ben... Because oh, Ben then, he told David and Ruth, didn't he, about yes. the fact that he'd had these suicidal thoughts and Ruth was like, oh, why didn't you feel you could talk to us? <laughs> you're Ruth, but you, I absolutely adore your Ruth impersonation. They're terrible, aren't they? Well, no, it's um, not that you, you can feel the contempt coming through it. Like, it's just like a sort of unspoken oh, yeah. loathing, kind of like, oh, the slightly drippy, annoyed oh, voice. Oh, oh, but why? Yeah. yeah. Oh, but- and uh, you think, well, you know, have you actually listened to yourselves on, on radio like, you know, for the past 10 years? No one would tell you anything, would they? It was quite canny of them not to, we didn't have to hear it a second time, did we? They they cut back and he'd already told them. Because I guess yeah. as the listeners, we'd already gone through that with mm. Um, mm. with Leonard, so we didn't have to go through it a second time. Mm. Did you think Leonard should have spilled the beans to to Pip or anybody? Well, he didn't say don't tell Pip, didn't he? He's, ben said don't tell Gran or Mum and Dad. Oh, did he not say don't tell anyone? Well, That's he might have said anyone, but I think in terms of actually naming people, he didn't say don't tell ah. Josh and Pip. And I think it was going back on what he promised, I think, but Leonard kind of saw an in there that, oh, well, maybe I can tell his sister. And he did agonise over it, didn't he? Mm. Mm. And he's not to know that Pip's absolutely useless. 
Why hasn't he worked that out yet? He's met her a few times. <laughs> Some good news. Toby's coming back next week. Ooh. Yeah, we'll be doing the child. They mentioned it this week, didn't they? He, um, they didn't have to look after Rosie because Toby's back and he's in the cast list for next week. That's right. They did say that. Toby's, um, Toby's on my list of characters that, you know, like really put a bounce in my step when I hear them at the beginning of the episode. I wonder what wild tales of Stratford-upon-Avon he's going to come back with. <laughs> I went to Leamington Spa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, talking of characters that we famously like, Emma, lots and lots of Emma this week. Well, a large chunk of Emma anyway. <sighs> Dear, oh dear, she's doing my head in already. Really? I'm afraid. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's awful to moan, isn't it? Like she does. <laughs> um, but it was all, you know, the coat wars thing. Yeah, that was bullshit. A bit like Star Wars, but with sort of Macintoshes and stuff. Yeah. Just like, oh, are we boring? I, quite, I actually really enjoyed George. So sort of yeah. yes, you are fucking boring. I came, I came within a gnat's whisk, uh, whisker of tweeting uh, that you and George are basically the same. same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's good. I really liked him this week. Yeah, but I didn't. Think, I didn't think anyone. I didn't think anyone on Twitter would quite understand. Like this, <laughs> the podcast would understand. It's not an insult, but quite understand. Well, thought, a compliment. You did ask, and he told you, and that's I thought he, he wasn't wrong, was he? No. I want George to go house by house through Ambridge, and just unload on people a little bit like that guy did at the end of come dine with me poisonous pete and then just leave <laughs> walk out the door again like loads of truth bombs yeah you mean. yeah it's yeah. like that seth myers skit he did with larry <laughs> david where he brought larry david into the office to just to deal with all the shit that he doesn't want to deal with you yeah know? so just like in work meetings just get him to say the hard the nasty stuff that he can't brilliant yeah. Did you did you think that Harrison was a bit kind of like, uh, oh, anyway, if I'm now joined Bullingdon Club and taken up to burning 50s in front of homeless? <laughs> it was, you know, it was a bit insensitive of them kind of crowing about their obviously more bougie lifestyle. They're in a static yeah, caravan. It was, but, you know, I thought at the beginning when he sort of went, red or white, or shall we take some beers as well? Because they, you know, he he did acknowledge like they they're finding things a bit tight. So I think when he was saying let's take quite a bit of stuff over, he was doing it as a quite a generous gesture, which might have been a bit clumsy. But then he went really weird, didn't he? Go like, oh, we go out every night, multiplex Tuesday, Italian restaurant uh, where they overdid the pasta. And it's like. That's all you want to hear when you've just rustled up a spaghetti bolognese or a cottage pie and uh, you don't put your heating on most of the time, but you've put it on for these two. Mm. I mean, the coat thing was very clumsy, wasn't it? I thought they didn't need to do that whole coat thing. Do you think, I mean, I don't think this is a gendered thing, but do you think you could be even slightly upset that a friend owns a similar looking item of clothing? <laughs> and then point out that... The one that I've got that's identical to yours is from a second-hand online shop. Yeah, I don't. I just don't. What, what is it? It's supposed to be. Is that like sticky back plastic? Is that supposed to be vintage or? Um, Either. Yeah. yeah. There was a period, like kind of in the mid-noughties, that every time I used to pop back over to Bristol from Dublin, all of my mates had just donned this kind of grey jumper, blue jeans, kind of like some kind of Timberland boot affair and a green kind of mid-length coat. <laughs> they all looked identical wherever they went. So I don't. I think, you know, there wasn't even any point calling ahead to say, what are you wearing tonight? Because they all knew what they were going to be wearing. I mean, Emma said she's not going to wear that coat anymore. 
Alan didn't seem remotely bothered. Well, they don't go out anyway, so it doesn't matter. No, exactly. I thought that <laughs> I was expecting some wonderful kind of twist that the coat had been mysteriously dropped off by George for Fallon as a mystery present, and he did it because his mum had the same one. But oh. unfortunately, it wasn't to be. Or that somehow they'd get switched and uh, Emma would get to enjoy the real fur coat and uh, Fallon was left with the... Oh, blimey. You don't, think, you don't think George is going to leave a note in the coat pocket, do you, for Fallon and Emma's going to find it instead? <gasps> Good Matthew, you that. are a genius. There's got to be some reason why they put that stupid thing in, hasn't there? The, the meal itself and the table chat, I saw someone tweet, I've just remembered why I hate dinner parties. <laughs> Do you think it will say something like, I love your tits? And then (laughs) and then Emma will open it and go, George, George, that's disgusting. Let me suck on your milkers. He's not supposed to love your mother's own tits. Yeah. Not this age, any rose. Jesus Christ. Well, I wish I'd never suggested it then. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean the chat around the dinner table was it's just yet again the have and the have nots, isn't it? And Emma and Ed are scrambling for reasons why they can't go out. You know, mm. would it be choir practice or, you know, busy nights? By the way, I know Emma hasn't been it for a while, but I don't recall hearing Emma working in the bull. We're told she works in the bull three nights a week. but I don't We haven't heard her hear- do it, have we? I don't think, I can't remember a scene in the last no. three or four years of her being in the bull. Yet Tracy got, gets a job there and practically every other scene she's behind the bar with Kenton or Jolene. This is so this is so endearing, Kerry. Decades in and he's still trying to find logic or structure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it's it shows a, a love of the world and an optimism that I simply don't have anymore. Uh, but don't you think that they're close enough as a as a pair of couples to sort of go, you know, when someone's going, let's all go out for a Chinese banquet that you wouldn't go just go, We can't afford to do that. Yeah. Especially when one of the when um you know, Fallon is Emma's boss. Yeah. And had a ringside seat for the kind of the whole desperation derby of going around the village begging to everyone. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it went a bit weird because he was like, one minute he's going, let's take loads of booze because they've not got much money. And then saying, let's all go out for Chinese. If he's paying or if they're paying, yes, I would have said something like that if I was Emma. I had If, a, um, if you're I, paying for us, yeah, we'll go. Like, years and years ago, a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to go out and play snooker with him. And I was like, I'd absolutely love to, but I'm completely skint. Mm. So, you know, if the if if you want to pay for me to go out for the night and play snooker with you, that's absolutely fine. And he said, he's like, oh, said Rory, <laughs> and he said that he said that's a bit weird. Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm being slow there. Oh yeah, I do a prostitute. Peter, of course, I had sex with him, Kerry. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, and anyway, so we we go out. We had a really lovely evening. At the end of it, he said, I don't know why I thought that was so weird because actually, you were just quite honest about it. And mm. I wouldn't have got, and otherwise I would have been stuck at home. So I got to do what I wanted to do. And it was playing snooker in a snooker hall. So it wasn't like, you know, crazy. It was probably like 20 quid each for the whole evening. But, mm. but you know, but just like, it was like, yeah, I can come out, but I'm absolutely broke. So yeah, that's I'm sure happen. we've all done that over time, haven't we? Where yeah. your mate goes, oh, you know, I can't afford to come out. And you go, oh, I'll shout you a few beers tonight and you can do it when you can afford it. You know. I did have the flip side of that where this, I called up a friend and said, look, I haven't been out all month. I'm so skint. I don't have any money left, but I, I can't spend another night in, I have to go out. I knew he was skint as well. So the idea was we'd go out for like an e- skint guy's evening. So he we went out and I spent like, we were sitting in a pub and I spent literally my last pound in the world 
on a round for us you know like the you know for the end of a round for us mm. and then he goes oh god yeah this has been such a good evening i haven't been out in ages either and he goes you know if things get much much worse i'm gonna have to dip into my overdraft and i was just like, <laughs> no 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 you don't understand what the word skimp means oh <laughs> yeah well overdraft. some people one person's skin is another person's yeah i rich isn't I, it? I, I then explained to him what skint really meant and i was expecting him to then go oh well i then owe you some money for tonight didn't mm. say anything we are no longer friends is he still a friend i was just- <laughs> But this, so are we going to end up now with, because this whole stealing of the logs storyline, uh, Eddie plants the, the thought in Ed's head. Ed was like, Emma won't go for that. And there was that really weird bit where Eddie went, ask her, see what she thinks. <laughs> like it was always hypnotic, wasn't it? And then Emma was dead against it. We're not that desperate. And then after the, after the meal and the whole coat thing, she was like, right, no, I think we should nick stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she and, turned into uh, the log lord all of a sudden. And That's are they going to continue to have Harrison and Fallon round for dinner? It's going to be like uh, Philip and Elizabeth in the Americans having Stan over for a beer at the same time as they're being like Russian spies and he works <laughs> for the, the government or Breaking Bad, isn't it, with, the, with <laughs> yeah. Hank? And... Just, uh, that fire's uh, burning yeah. very white, Fallon, <laughs> like it's a, a wet log. You don't know anything about the uh, disappearance in the... Yeah. He wouldn't notice, would he? he? The more that Fallon and Harrison come round, the more that each room is filling with logs <laughs> and they have no idea. And it's all getting a bit cramped and they're sort of eating their like, Chinese food. Like a log cabin <laughs> extension on the static yeah. caravan. Oh, and you're not that up, Ed. Harrison just starts, doesn't doesn't quite know why, but keeps on suggesting they watch Twin Peaks. That's that, as <laughs> close as he gets. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, they have to get the logs in the dead of night, don't they? It's another jolly jape of the old Grundis. I loved someone on Twitter, I can't remember who, sort of went, get a f***ing job about Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> has he ever had an actual job, a proper job, you know, it's, has it's, he? Yeah, it's the market a job. It's a it's job, just, isn't it? All of these, like, schemes are so much effort, aren't they? Yeah. For not much. Just go and work in McDonald's, Eddie. I was thinking about this last week. Like the the, it's just it it's behaviour that when he was thirty, twenty five, twenty six, maybe coming up to forty, was kind of charming and rakish, mm. and it's just like you haven't learnt your lesson. You're you're in your is he in his seventies, late sixties? Yeah, it must be, mustn't it? He's well up there, and he's still making these same mistakes. It's just it's it's no longer charming and funny. It's just stupid and irresponsible. Mm. Um, you know, like, you know, you, it's it's like, you know, vomiting in your own shoes and passing out, um, you know, when you're 22 is a story to tell when you're older. When you're 48, like I am, it's f***ing tragic. Yeah. I, I also, on another slight tangent, it's a bit weird when people own trees and fields and mountains, just as an aside. She's only been dead for a month or two, Kerry. It's too, too early to start slagging off the coin. Come on. <laughs> The Duchy of Cornwall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so something will go wrong with the log philandering, won't it? I just got annoyed while I was trying to think of what shenanigans, how it will all go wrong. I was just like, oh, I can't be bothered to think about it. But then I was, and it's like... I can't but- help thinking it might have something to do with the barn, and I can't work out how, because Ruth was really sort of going, but it's a good job we've got this barn, <laughs> David. That's the one thing we can really rely on. And I thought, I tweeted like, Fast forward and it was a picture of a barn exploding. 
<laughs> but Eddie and um, Emma sort of chop down the barn <laughs> for firewood. Oh, they stash stuff there. Oh, they would, God. they wouldn't, though, would they? It doesn't work. But no. somehow, I think the barn is has got to go wrong. Well, I'm hoping it does anyway. Can I make a, a slight prediction? Um, mm. Kirsty or um, who's the other one? Rex. When you make these beetle, it's for beetles, wasn't it? The wood. They want to yeah. Make yeah. 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 You, you, Not the Beatles. Yeah, there was yeah with two E's. When you <laughs> when you make those piles, I think you don't just you don't just leave them like they are. Sometimes you put little tubes in and stuff. And so oh. in the middle of the night, they might not notice that there's actually been some effort that's gone into it. Their ignorance will be bite them on the ass because when Harrison eventually does go around looking for it, there'll be evidence. It'll be because how would you prove these logs are from that wood? So we, you know, and there'll be little, there'll be those little tubes or something like that. Ah, yeah. And then, of course, the benefit from the arch for the arches is we all learn a little bit more about rewilding and the what a valuable. Uh, that was a bit weird, wasn't it? Where they were trying to tidy up the rewilding in case a child saw a log or some willow sculpture was going to sort of. They were all looking them. around with their head torches, and they were they were braining themselves on branches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Kirsty was going, like we should tidy up a bit, and Rex was like, "It's the rewilding site, though." And you could just imagine he was digging a, a big pit with spikes in it that he was then going to cover with grass. Kids should experience this. Incidentally, you were saying about the Beatles. The Beatles sang Norwegian Wood, which is about someone lighting a fire at the end, isn't it? Yeah. What a mm. lovely song that is. And they also did all do a bit of Maxwell's Silver Hammer on themselves, blundering through the forest. So, yeah. so we, <laughs> we have not gone anywhere near yet. Joy and Mick, which is a big, big thing to talk yeah. about, and Tracy and her proposal, which I could do five hours on. So which one are we going to take down first? Oh, let's do Joy and Mick first. Uh, Joy's all insecure and actually literally thought Mick was going to cop off with Kirsty. Yeah, and that, that just speaks to how beaten up she is, doesn't it? By yeah, life. yeah, because uh, was it Fallon she spoke to and she went... Do you really think Mick would fancy Kirsty, and that Kirsty would fancy Mick? Are you mad? She's a minger. He's a minger. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit tasty the way that Kirsty just kind of let it go that Mick described Jolene as a bit of a slave driver. I was like, oh, probably <gasps> don't say that to Kirsty, eh? I loved that. He's, she's not really a slave driver. I know what they're like—a married one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good voice. Matthew. <laughs> is it? The Sean Dyche is with us. Yeah, he's back. He hasn't been here for a while, has he, Sean Dyche? What choice for a quiet though? <laughs> Do re mi <laughs> Oh, aren't the choir shit hot as well? By the way, did we hear Fallon's lot? We did. We heard jingle bells. This was on Monday. Suddenly, there was jingle bells being sung as if they're on some Christmas special Michael Bublé type. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not going to add Bublé to the Highlander list, are you? I love him. Like a Mickey Bubbles. I've already t- I was telling Cyrus about him today. He was asking about what Christmas is going to be like. He was sort of saying, are we going to be singing? And I was like, yes, we'll be singing. I love Michael Bublé. It's, it's, you know, there's, there's got to be space for some unironic saccharine stuff. In yeah. Not everything can be sort of arch and trendy. You have to have some nonsense in there. Yeah, but, yeah, he's got a lovely voice, hasn't he? And he's quite charming as well. I quite like mm. him. Yeah. At some point, he'll be revealed to be. <laughs> I think that might be a little bit litigious. Um, 
One thing we learned. I'm sorry. It was more of a fear. It was more of a fear that that's even possible. That people but, uh, would say it about him. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Catherine Ryan, isn't it, on Louis Theroux this week, where she pretty much said that there's a very well-known uh, sexual predator. Yeah, well, we all know who that is, don't we? Well, it doesn't take long, does it? Even Google's giving it no. away. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Moving on. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Apparently Roy's still got a busy social life. He's never at home. So are we to suggest that he's just on a tour of the country with Adil, looking at other luxury locations? Or has he still got his phone open and his Tinder is on fire? Yeah, and his spreadsheets and everything. Yeah, it was weird to hear him mentioned as having a busy social life. I couldn't, at that point, envisage what on earth that would entail. I saw an interview with Ben Foster, the goalkeeper, the other day, and he's got exactly the same twang as Roy. Mm. He's quite a funny guy, isn't he? I've heard him on a few TikToks. He's got his own podcast. He's, I think he, yeah, he's quite funny, very honest. Yeah, exactly, quite quite sort of uh, uh, humble about, you know, quite sort of, uh, what's the Russell way? He doesn't have any um, grandois sense of his career. No. He knows exactly what he's done, where he's, he's been. He's very good at, because a lot of, a lot of football punditry is speculation, isn't it? Like, oh, I think he'll he'll be banging on the manager's door and stuff like that. And whenever he, someone suggests that to something like that to Ben Foster, he just goes, no, he won't. Or the players are really worried about that. Anyway, they won't give a shit. <laughs> like, he said, genuinely, they won't care. So he's very good at uh-huh. shattering the myth. Did you think that Mick, just to go what? back what? to yeah, just... Mick and Joy, <laughs> just just to go back, um, do you think he handled Joy's insecurities well? Uh, I thought he was very loving. I remembered what you said mm. last week and I was like, yeah, that that's completely gone away. Any fear of him being a control freak. Mm. I thought he was quite effective in, you know, sort of, and he, mm. and he took the pressure off as well, didn't he? He took his foot, foot off the pedal and was like, look, in your own time, uh, whether he was believable to uh, Joy or not is another thing, but I felt like he was telling the truth. Yeah, he turned up with a massive bunch of flowers, didn't he? The Christmas roses and the silver leaves. And they snuggled by the fire and it sounds all genuine, mm. doesn't it? I don't know, though. So you're now on I'm team sure. he's a wrong Well, I don't know. There's something about how he speaks that annoys me. I don't know why. I don't, I'm not fully there. Let's just put it that way. I need... To be convinced. He's not who I would want for our joy. Exactly. That's it. I'm so sort of um, invested in wanting joy to be happy that I am very, very, probably overly and irrationally suspicious of anyone who's entering her world, as it were. Despite him being inappropriate at the choir a lot of the time and looking at Fallon's tits. Yeah, commenting on, yeah, that Mm. was a bit odd, wasn't it? Oh, it was Jolene's tits. Sorry. Tit correction. <laughs> uh, we need to make a jingle out of that. Tit correction, tit correction, how convinced were you that Leonard would open up about, I told her I loved her and she didn't say it back and I think I've blown it. Do you mean Mick? Yeah, Mick, Mick. Who did, what did I say? Mick, you said Leonard. Yeah. Mick oh, Correction. No, yeah, Mick Correction. <laughs> Mick Correction. They're Northern blokes, I don't know, of an age, I don't know. Yeah, how convincing was that? Do you think he would say that? Uh, and also Joy opened up, didn't she, and said, it all. He loved me. Who did she tell about that a couple of weeks ago? She told somebody else, didn't she? I want to say Fallon. Lee, no, it was Lee. Oh, yes, of course it was. 
Yes. There's a lot of people telling others who think, are they really that close, would you? Yeah, Fallon said something, didn't she? It was like, oh, you two always seemed like absolutely perfect for each other. I was like, he's only been around five minutes. Yeah. It's only five minutes ago she was selling soup with Pat at the whatever it was, Pate or whatever it was at the um, festival. And then... Pat. Pat, did you say? Well, he did say Pat. Pat chat. Pat chat. Pat chat. Pat chat. No, it was Summer Orchard. Right, there you go. It was Natasha's Juices they were selling. Selling Natasha's Juices. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's, Tom's going to start doing that on um, Bridge Farm Fresh soon, I think. Yeah, she could go a bit goop, couldn't she, Natasha? <laughs> well, she was... Uh, oh, God. I'm just... Uh, all all three of us are trying not to say Jade Love Egg, <laughs> so let's just say it. Get it out of the way and move on. <laughs> or yeah. the candle. I got a candle advent calendar, not one of those candles. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Every day, a lovely different different scented candle. Last year, it was the pork scratching one, wasn't it? Mm. Did you see um, Chris's comments on Twitter when I told everyone it was your work's do yes. last night? And he said, that, imagine the pork scratching fountain. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, in the Secret Santa, I got a beautiful bottle of Bordeaux. Will you be taking that round someone else's house for a dinner party? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I still marvel at the insanely fancy bottle of wine I was given as a present three years ago. It just sits on my shelf in the bedroom. Every now and every now and again, I look, I just look at it and think, "You would not have lasted a minute." <laughs> will it? It won't ever be opened, then, will it? I think I should give it to Charlotte. Just give it to her, and she can open it whenever she wants. It just sits there. Yeah, give it to her for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> get that thing off the shelf. She's a woman of taste, but she she's not. Uh, one of those people who's like massively into sort of big fancy presents and stuff. She probably quite, if I did go over the top, she'd probably be quite cross with me because we need it for the new house. Yeah, things are hotting up, aren't they? Watch Relocation. Out. Do you think you'll manage it before Christmas? No, no, moving into the new year. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm going to be. Uh, I can't wait. I absolutely cannot wait. Mm. It's going to be glorious. Get out of London. Well, no, it's, I'm going to have. I'm going to have actual landscape to look at. Like, there's a hill. There's a beach. Oh, look, a forest. Like, the thing I've missed the most about living in California is the ability to walk up, you know, like, have topography. Mm. Uh, well, you, you've you got it, you know, Kerry, you, you, have, yeah. you have that. And, of course, Matthew as well. Like, Matthew's yeah. only, only short distances from all kinds of dramatic views and vistas. And Porto's pretty hilly as well. People always, yeah. when they're visiting here, they always ask for a few little tips before coming. And I was always like, bring shoes you can walk in. And that's my <laughs> advice. Yeah, you sort of wander down to the river, don't you? And you think, oh, this is bloody lovely. And then you think, oh, shit, I've got to go back to the Airbnb now, <laughs> up a mountain. There is a funicular just on the other, um, on like the other side of the bridge, on the port of yeah. the river that will take you up and down. I can use it for free because of my bus card, but yeah. Um, Peter, are you saying that, so there aren't, there isn't there a beach in Lewisham? <laughs> Costa Catford. There is, there is a very, very, very nice walk from the, the beautiful um, centre of Greenwich up a little river that takes you all the way to Catford. So there are opportunities for some nice walks and stuff, but it's just like, you know, I mean, it's just, it's London, isn't it? So it's, you know, I've been in London since I was 19, apart from the California, and then mm. maybe it's time for a bit of a, time for a bit of a break. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good yeah, on you. There you go. So the opposite of a break, obviously, is a long-term commitment. Tracy and Jazza are going to be as one 
locked in matrimony. Yes. When you said break, then I thought you were doing an ad break. And I sort of, I sort of paused. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We'll chuck one of them in and then we'll talk about Tracy and um, Jazza straight afterwards. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. So, as I mentioned earlier on, it's, uh, who was it? Uh, Brad said 50% end of failure. Is that, I, don't, I, I think Jazza and um, Tracy are for keeps. Oh, um, You're not a fan of Jazza at the moment, are you? You've gone off Jazza to 3.0. And I, well, even she annoys me as well, because just that sort of bickering, bickering, bickering about silly stuff, which Chelsea pulled them both up on. And said, look, you're both as bad as each other. You can't criticise him for stuff that you're doing yourself. You know, the thing about where she was getting changed into jeans and then a skirt and he hadn't even noticed that she had any clothes on, basically, and had no opinion. He did say something nice. He said, you look lovely in everything. But both of them wind me up a bit. They go very shouty really easily. Or she does more than him. Anyway, they're match made in heaven, yes. You put that to Susie when she was on, didn't you? That Mm. it was getting on your nerves, the fact that they go at each other so much. Yeah, really easily. I suppose, you know, maybe that means that they're made for each other. But imagine living in a house with Jazza and Tracy. Just for a second. That's not good, is it? Being a little bit boring and serious for a moment. Is it not a kind of useful window into how the, the kind of knock-on effect of sort of austerity and the stresses it stresses and strains it puts on a family? Posh folk have the some of the same marital strifes, but they don't also have to worry about, you know, heating the house, where to get the food. Possibly, but she's always been like that, Tracy, hasn't she? Always just flying off the handle at anything. Yeah, mm. which is one of, it's part of her charm, I guess. But I I did find Brad's response, that sort of, I need to go and process this and make a list about... He's not doing that, though, is he? He's going upstairs to bang one out to this maths girl he's met at the the weekend away. Ah, 
Oh, yeah, I thought it was a bit of a strange response. There we go, Kerry. Now, now you've answered it. <laughs> At the beginning of the show, Matthew gave me a light slap on the wrist for uh, uh, suggesting that he was, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit libidinous. And here we are at the end, mm. and Brad is now cracking one out in an upstairs room. I feel, I feel vindicated. Also, I mean, I don't know if you know, but I got a side job this week writing the jokes for Brad's new love interest. What Star oh. Wars character takes a long time <laughs> to get somewhere? R2 Detour. I mean, if I said that on here, you two would just go, "Oh my god!" And then no, 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 the ringing no. bells. I, I think, I think to be Matthew, you've had so much praise over the years for your sterling efforts and your incredible uh, rapier wit. But as your friends, we offer honest feedback when you, you know, slip up. Yeah, happen there, there are a million Star Wars pickup lines that Brad could use. By the way, he just needs to do a bit of research. Go on then. Oh. You're the Obi-Wan for me. It's obvious, isn't it? <laughs> Yo-delicious. See, I don't really understand these. Hang on. You sat down and didn't you watch Star Wars with the, with the family recently? Yeah, but I'm not a sort of geek about it. <laughs> yeah. no, I don't. It doesn't stay. It's like I can watch loads of football matches and love a team like Brighton or Arsenal. And, you know, some people go, oh, you remember when they played Aston Villa and it was 5-0 and... No, I can't remember what the score was last week, let alone any details of anything. Mm. Um, the Netherlands-Argentina game has ended 2 all at full time. Oh, blimey. No. Way. But, yeah. Oh, do we need to rush in and see? Holland equalised in the last minute of added time from 2-0 down. So it's extra time's about to start. So we're going to smash through the socials and get in again. <laughs> Go watch, watch something good. <laughs> Kerry, tell us about Twitter. Uh, at the Cider Shed Pod on Twitter, we're doing so well. 2,780 followers. I don't know why I say that number every week, but I'm not going to stop. <laughs> it, keep, it keeps going up. <laughs> um, we also had three new reviews as well. So thank you so much to Liz in brackets, not that Liz, to Liv1144, and to Zed Charlotte Zed, who I forgot to mention last week but really cracking reviews thank you so much for listening and for taking a few minutes out of your life to write about us and i wish more people would do that thank you one place you're actually going to see these reviews is used to brilliant effect on our instagram which is the same as twitter at the cider shed pod where i've had a lot of fun making little stories musical reels etc putting your words up on there so yeah write a review as kerry said on apple podcasts and it'll end up appearing there what else should i plug our facebook the cider shed podcast is a facebook group you can join us there too and just one more reminder uh if you want to help us out patreon.com forward slash the cider shed it's hugely hugely appreciated and yeah there will be the special episode going out as a, a small thank you while we're away for a week and of course chelsea is here next week so uh, yes. if you have any thoughts on what we should ask her you just heard all the social media channels give us a shout there and we'll try and do our best to um extract some information from madeline who do you want to win argentina or ned uh netherlands they've never won a world cup and also i have a perverse dislike of messi it's not perverse great matthew uh netherlands for me too have you seen the name of the goal scorer for the netherlands he scored both no. woot weghorst sounds like an archer's character come on woot weghorst <sighs> yeah <laughs> lives just beyond the bypass <laughs> <laughs> okay lovely well see you next week everybody yeah cheers have fun see ya bye Hang on.